Hello everyone, welcome to a bonus review, Kill the Cast Meets Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space on this special episode as we review Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019. My name is Jerry and joining me of course is the ever quotable Jay. Long live the king. Alright Tywin. And from Underwater <laughs> Kaiju from Outer Space, Mr. Venom. Hello friends, they call him Gojira. Uh-huh. And as a special, not from any podcast, but from Man, Ram Man Reviews, we have the Ram Man. Welcome. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Not a problem. I had to. You, I called you out on a podcast, and you called me out on a podcast. Now you guys are here to fight in the steel cage. Uh, I think I think he could kick my ass. <laughs> I, mean, I don't I think that's a fight. A I don't go to the gym at all. Uh, uh, you're screwed. I would like if if a guy was like, "I'm about to beat your ass," I would be like, "What if I sucked your dick? Maybe we can work something out." Um. So yeah, so we are here to talk about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, uh, from 2019. We all went and saw it. We all, um, I'm pretty sure we all had positive reviews on it. But you know, we gotta we gotta go in in deep and talk about it. So this is a um, the cryptozoological agency Monarch faces off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra. He doesn't fight Mothra. What the fuck are you talking about, IMDb? Get your shit straight. Rodan and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah, a.k.a. Monster Fucking Zero. Uh, star-studded cast of Kyle Chandler, who I don't know, uh, Vera Farmiga, who I'm in love with. Uh, oh, God, me and you both. Millie Same Bobby. here. What? Is everyone here? All right. Uh, what the hell? I'll complete it. Me too. I was about to say, you've looked at her nude scenes. Don't lie. Um, <laughs> Millie Bobby. Wait, she has nude scenes? Yes. Where? When? I need It's them. called Google. You Listen. like aznude.com. Uh, Vera Farmiga. Look it up. Uh, we also have Millie Bobby Brown, the excellent Eleven from Stranger Things, and of course, Ken Watanabe. Uh, also, Bradley Whitford, because I fucking love him. And Charles Dance, a.k.a. fucking Tywin. Because I love Tywin. Uh, I just wanted to go over that real quick. So, uh, we're going to all kind of go around and give our first impressions of the movies. Uh, you know, what we loved and all that shit. And then I later on, I have this thing, because none of us hate the movie, so I went and found someone who hated it. And, oh, I've got, uh, I, and I've I've got, got people who shit. hate it, too. Yeah. Well, I, I stole this dude's complaints so we can judge him. Uh, <laughs> he, it was from the group Toko Legion, so if he gets pissed off in Toko Legion, he can blow me. Um, so I'm going to start off uh, because as far as I know, out of the four of us, I am the biggest Godzilla fan. I've been a lifelong Godzilla fan since I was a wee little kid. And uh, this is my fourth Godzilla movie I've seen in theaters for its premiere. Uh, nice. Starting with, unfortunately, Godzilla 98, then Godzilla 2000, uh, Godzilla 2014, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019. So uh, I got your beat. I know <laughs> you saw 85, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, see? Fuck. One day I will have you beat because 
I'm going to get Full Moon Cineplex to show Godzilla movies, and then I'm going to go see them there on the big screen, and I'll be like, I've got more, and then you'll be like, you said premieres, and then we'll get into a fight about it. (laughs) So, with that being said, I absolutely fucking love this movie. They basically took this movie, and they did it, uh, they did it how a Marvel, uh, superhero movie is done it had the same kind of beats it had the same kind of like design except it's godzilla um so everyone who had complaints about godzilla 2014 not enough monsters they give you a shit ton of monsters in this movie it's fucking can i can i comment on that complaint uh sure (laughs) so i i've seen it multiple times over i looked it up uh, there are nine main series entries, including the original Gojira, with less Godzilla screen time than Godzilla 2014. I do yes. not feel like it's a valid complaint. Well, it's a valid complaint for Americans who don't watch Godzilla movies. Because most of those complaints were from people who don't watch Godzilla movies. They're not used, or, they, or they've only watched the, you know, Heisei 90s series and above. They don't really like a lot of the older ones. Because for us, we're just used to that. We're like we know that uh, the original Gojira, Godzilla is not there a lot, um, but it has very good human drama. Uh, which brings us to another thing in this movie. I I really dug all the fucking characters. Uh, I actually did complain that in the first movie, besides Brian Cranston's character and uh, Ken Watanabe's character, I didn't give a shit about anyone else. I didn't. I didn't like the characters. They fucking, they sucked. Um, so, in this one, I I actually cared more than just about, you know, Sarazawa. I liked Madison. I liked uh, Emma. I liked Mark. Um, I liked a lot of the smaller characters. They were all pretty fucking great. I liked the enemy. Fucking uh, Jonah Allen was a great fucking human villain. Mm-hmm. He's just fucking good at that shit. He's got that. And then my boy O'Shea Jackson Jr. was in there killing it. Oh, fuck yeah. Even though I would have liked to have him had more screen time. Uh, He was kind of like the the stand-in military guy. But you know what? He was still more likable than the military guy from the first movie because I can't even remember his fucking name. (laughs) So, like, to me, this had everything I wanted. It had a good uh, humans. I'm not saying the human story was fucking amazing, but it was good. It had tons of fucking monsters. It was never boring. It moved at fucking great paces. It made me care about all of the characters. Made me care... Uh, even looking at the monsters. Godzilla 2014. Godzilla felt a little... Just there. And this one, I actually feel like when they show Godzilla's face, they actually put emotion in his face. There were times where he looked and I was like, that's the same look my cat gives me. (laughs) So, like, to me, it was fucking uh, absolutely wonderful. So, I'm going to pass it on. Uh, We're going to give it to you, Jay. Jay, tell me how you feel about this movie. Oh, I loved every minute of it. Um, I felt that the human story only served to accentuate. Is that the right word, maybe? The uh, the monster story. Um, there are some Godzilla movies where the human story and the monster story feel kind of separate. Um, but I felt like the monsters, everything that happened with the monsters drove the humans and everything that happened with the humans drove the monsters. And it just, it 
they coexisted really, really well. Um, I love the uh, the use of the older Godzilla themes, uh, kind of remixed and, and reused in um, this movie score. I know uh, we were just saying on the last episode of Kill the Cast that we're both pretty terrible at scores, but those are two very recognizable themes, and they're used really, really well here. Oh, they use uh, more than two. Okay, mm-hmm. well, the two that I recognize. Uh, obviously, you've seen way more Godzilla than I have. I've seen them all. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I did go and immediately add a ton of uh, Godzilla Blu-rays to my Amazon wish list, though. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? Uh, Alex Edwards messaged me tonight, and he was like, hey, should I buy this Godzilla? D- which of these two Godzilla DVD packs should I buy? And I was like, well, one of them was just, you know, the Toho pack volume one by Sony, and the other one had volume one and two together. So I was like, well, buy that. But just so you know, you can get all these movies on Blu-ray. It's just going to be a bit more expensive because... Um, I think they're out of print now. Uh, um, a lot of them that I found, I don't know how many there are, but a lot of them were still available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's the the Sony run. Most of them have like that green banner on it that says Toho yep. Collection. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I told him I'd look into it tomorrow and and send them a whole thing. And I was thinking I should make a video that kind of explains uh, if you want Godzilla movies, here's what format they're available on and where you can get them at. Yeah, that's a so good idea. So I think I'm gonna do that maybe over the next two days. I gotta I gotta do research <clears throat> and shit. But and did you did you hear about that news from Criterion that came out today? Uh, okay, I have not seen anything official for from Criterion. I've heard someone report once again because ever since Janus Films bought uh, a lot of the Shoho rights off of Classic Media on top of some of the other ones they picked up for the Shoho series, there has been constant. Uh, Criterion's gonna release them on Blu-ray, so and and I do think they will eventually release them on Blu-ray. But they originally bought them up so that they could put them on their streaming service, right? Um, and I do think that they will put them on Blu-ray. But the problem is, is until Criterion reports that, because I know yesterday something came out where it was like, according to this thing we saw, Criterion's gonna put them on Blu-ray, and I'm like. Well, yeah. it's not that they're, they're going to put them on Blu-ray. It's that they they finally picked up the rights to Godzilla versus Gigan and Godzilla versus Megalon. Yeah, they wanted now, to. They 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 picked up the three movies that Kraken released. Right, which means that they now own the uh, distribution rights for every Godzilla up to seventy-eight. So they're probably yeah going to put that out. Well, seventy-five. Why'd you go to seventy-eight? What came out in seventy-eight? I don't know. I don't know why that number was sticking in my head. No, no, no. 75 uh, is Terra okay. Godzilla. Um, right. Yeah, so, hey, by all means, Criterion, you sh- I even think without the three you were missing, you should have already released this box set for the King of the Monster release date anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have. Um, missed the opportunity there. You can still get Ebera, um, Gigan, and... Um, God, what was the other one uh, Kraken released? Ebra, oh, Smog Monster. Uh, Godzilla vs. Adora. You can still get those Blu-rays fucking easily. The only uh, Blu-rays that are hard to get for Godzilla is Godzilla vs. Biollante and mm-hmm. the original release for Godzilla King or Godzilla Destroy All Monsters with the soundtrack. That release is fucking impossible to get also, but you can get the second release that doesn't have the soundtrack. Uh, pretty easy. Yeah, that's the one you sent me, right? 
well, I sent you. Yeah, well, I sent you a bootleg. Oh, okay, whatever. It looks hey, it's, good. It plays. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm slinging bootlegs. Hit me up, guys. Um, but I so I think Criterion should have released that. But yeah, that's what I was talking about. The thing that came out the uh like yesterday or something, and it was Criterion picked up the those three finally. So now we're assuming they're going to put a box set together and fuck please do i will give you all kinds of money you charge two hundred dollars i got you mm-hmm. oh hell yeah put that you you put out a 4k box set i will pay hundreds it, it will it. not be 4k i absolutely will not you're correct i'm just well i, I i'm saying that. i'm stating the obvious i take that back um it could be 4k masters 4k yeah, scans they, yeah. But it will not be UHD. Right. Which is fine. I don't give a shit. Japan has all... I literally uh, downloaded the... And I'm working on that. I downloaded the Blu-ray version of Matango. And I'm going to rip uh, the uh, English subtitle SRT file and put it on there so that I can watch Matango in full 1080. Nice. Because I oh, love yeah. that movie and God damn it, it deserves it. But all know, these movies have Blu-ray you know releases. versions on Amazon Prime right now? Uh, I think that's the the American dub. Oh, okay, the Attack of the Mushroom People. Yeah, which I love the American dub. Um, okay. I do. I'm a huge fucking fan of the American dub. But um, I would love to see this Criterion put out this Godzilla box set. Also, I know you have the rights to Rodan and War of the Gargantua, so those better get Blu-ray releases also. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with me. Also, who has all the rights to all the uh, other movies that like Tokyo Shock release, like fucking Matango and the Mysterians and Atragon and shit? Can we find that out and get those Blu-ray releases too, please and thank you? Um, but we're off track. Jay, continue on with uh, your Godzilla review. <laughs> um, I also really liked the wide angles of the monsters when they were just doing things that didn't really serve a purpose but just to look cool. Um, they were shot beautifully. The colors and balance that were in those shots were, were gorgeous. Uh, mainly when Godzilla, um, wakes up and shoots his, uh, fire, his atomic breath into the air. And when Ghidorah's on top of the volcano, his lightning coming out of his wings and shit. Yeah. Hold up. Have y'all seen the memes about what the fuck was Godzilla standing on? Yeah, yeah. Do they not understand how tall he is? No, Uh, he should not be able to fucking do that. His knees are showing. Oh, and he literally came up out of the middle of the fucking ocean that he was underneath the fucking layer of crust. Hey, if he lives Um, underwater, maybe he's just really good at treading water. I'm wondering if his feet has floating capabilities. Hmm. Maybe or he's just I, kicking really hard. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's some really good ankle strength. Listen, it just looked cool. <laughs> exactly. I didn't think about that, but I guess you're right. <laughs> there aren't too many Godzilla fans that are looking for logic there. No, that's not where I want my logic. I don't give a shit. If it looks good, I will give it a pass. And that looked fucking great. Yep. I thought the the fights were great, and just it was just such a good time. I was so happy. Yo, Rodan is a goddamn beast. Yes, yeah. he is. He went fucking Rodan Mothra fight. That was dude, awesome. dude, fuck that. He went head to head to Ghidorah. Well, he tried to. That doesn't. He still fucking did it. He went he held his own. and charged Ghidorah. He lost and was like, "All right, I lost. You win. 
I'll be under. But he still went to that fucking fight. Like, yeah, he did. literally, that would be like if a fucking toddler came up to fight me and I have, like, a fucking Freddy Krueger glove on. It is not fair. <laughs> but he was just goddamn. Like, Ghidorah was the fucking devil in this movie, but yes, Rodan sir. was fucking, like, um. It's like that chihuahua that's really fucking angry all the time. <laughs> that was Rodan. Yeah, yeah. He was just uh, fucking mean. But yeah, the Mothra fight was super good fu- too. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, continue. I had it. That, that, that's, I'm going to let other people talk so we don't okay. say there's to say. But that we, was, yeah. We move on the list. Venom, go right ahead. Um, I mean... What can I say that hasn't already been said? This movie was incredible. This this movie gave me everything that I wanted out of a modern American uh, kaiju film. Um, the the first Pacific Rim came close, but I mean this one nailed it with its action, um, its human characters that did not impede um, the pacing of this movie. That's one of the biggest complaints, as you guys, as you Jerry know. Um, is the human element of these movies tends to just bring bring them to a halt. You know, any good pacing that kaiju action brought out, the human story just kills it. And in this movie, every time a kaiju scene ended, I felt satisfied. I didn't feel like, oh, here we go, back to the people. You know, when can we get back to the fighting? You know, I, I never felt that once during this movie. So bravo to Legendary and Michael Dougherty for being being able to, you know, create a movie that, you know, that's two hours and 11 minutes long, but did not feel it remotely. No, I mean, not even close. Yeah. I mean, when it was over, I couldn't believe it because I knew the runtime going in. And when the r- credits rolled, I'm like, there's no way two hours went by, but it absolutely did. So, yeah, so I knew that the movie was two hours long. And after I was like, man, this has been so great. I look at my phone. I still have like an hour left. Like, Holy shit, there's an hour left of this movie? That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Okay, no, hold on. Time out. Shame uh-uh. on you for pulling out your phone while in a fucking movie theater. Don't do that. I was texting I, you. I don't care what you were doing. <laughs> don't do it. Unless you're, unless you're the only was, person like, in that the theater. Only one in there. Okay, if you're the only one there, then I'll let you pass. But otherwise, there's no reason for you to check your phone in a theater. I don't give a shit if you're looking at the time. Okay, fair enough. I want. I just had to read. Also, uh, director Michael, you're three for fucking three, baby. Yeah, you are. Keep yes, going. Is. Uh, and uh, also, I know Venom. Uh, I got a comment on this, and you're gonna agree with me. Thank you, Kaiju movie, for no little boy in short shorts. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. We're glad. We don't oh, want to see you are. dance with oh. the fucking Kaiju. God damn it. Uh, yeah, Yongri, you fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Ram Man, hit us with your view. Uh, like you guys were saying, this is this is just a fun film. It flies by. It has an amazing score. Every time Godzilla would show up and his, you know, his theme would kick in, it just gets you pumped up. You know, in my theater, people were like clapping every time uh, he would show up. The fights were spectacular. Michael D, like you guys are saying, he's three for three with me, you know? 
there's just yeah god this movie is amazing it really it's my second favorite film of the year it's officially knocked uh endgame out of my top five wow (laughs) wow yeah i I will say this i do think um endgame uh can be considered the better movie but it also has like 10 years of seek of, of movies before it that led to it yeah so it's kind of a different thing but if you but i promise you in a year if you sit down and go jerry what do you want to watch in game or king of the monsters i'm going to say king of the monsters i'm yeah. actually so i'm i'm more of a marvel fan than i am a godzilla fan but i feel the exact same way um mainly because there's not 11 years and 21, 22 movies worth of story you need for this. You don't even really have to watch the original. I told you, yeah, I told news recap, that. Yeah, I know. The news recap at the beginning of the movie covers it. Godzilla was here in 2014. Fuck some shit up. Now monsters are here. That's it. That's the only information you need. Yeah, yeah. it's. I literally didn't even watch Godzilla 2014 to get ready for this movie. I, I, I watched... Did. I watched... Uh, the 1956 uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, the Americanized version of the 54 one with Raymond Burr <laughs> to get nice. ready for it. I did watch the 2014 one only because I wanted to have a fresh memory of people's complaints about the uh, the <laughs> lack of Godzilla. So I literally just wanted to do a side by side. And and listen, all, all the people that are making that complaint are obviously not hardcore Godzilla fans, but in their defense, I can see it. I can kind of see if you're going to see a movie called Godzilla, you expect more than, you know, 10, 15 minutes of Godzilla in the movie. So in their defense, I totally agree. But I still say that the parts that didn't have Godzilla in the 2014 movie were still very important. And I still enjoyed every minute of it. And, you know, Brian Cranston and Ken uh, Watanabe just, have they blew it just completely out of the park on that first one i loved every scene that they were in regardless of if a kaiju was involved and i feel the same way with this one maybe not as strongly um i think i was more compelled with the human element in the first movie but i still i mean i can't say enough positive things about king of the monsters you know i i I got a feeling we're gonna sit here and suck its dick for the next hour but whatever i'll do it with a smile on my face Goddamn right. All right, Ram Man. Load to my face. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ram Man. Back to you. Continue what you were saying before we all jumped in with more <laughs> cock sucking. Right. Uh, yeah, but again, like the fights are just spectacular in this. If you were disappointed in the 2014 film, you should have no reason to be upset with this one because it delivered on all the action, and uh, as you mentioned earlier, Jerry, all the all the creatures, you know, they have more expression to them. You can really sympathize with all of them. And those are, you know, those are beautiful things. Like it's not necessarily necessary, but it's just a nice touch. And that's, uh, again, a tribute to Mike D. Like he really knows about this Godzilla series and you can tell that this is just his love letter to it. I agree completely. Fucking Michael D handled this shit he knew his shit and he gave us a fantastic fucking movie and like to me he might be like my favorite modern horror director because he's done nothing wrong for me so far like krampus is one of my is probably my favorite um holiday horror movie same here pretty close Um, for me yeah Mm -hmm. 
It's fucking, and I like Trick or Treat. I'm not in love with Trick or Treat like some people are, but I like the film. I'm you in know? love with Trick or Treat. I, I'm, I'm a Krampus guy. I feel like when it comes to Michael, you're either a Krampus fan or a, a Trick or Treat fan, and we all have to battle it out. I can see it. But like, oh. we all agree that Godzilla King of the Monsters is amazing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay, so I, uh, you know, wanted, since I knew none of us that were coming to the show hated the movie, I wanted to go get a negative opinion to put on there. And this post has like 150 comments. Uh, and, and I got it from Toko Legion. Uh, just to give credit, Joey Palinkas. I don't know how to say your last name. Uh, it's his post. And everyone and their mother in that group commented on it. Even the, the great August Ramone uh, commented on it. Uh, and he's like, he's the guy that until he says it, I don't believe it when it comes to news. For Godzilla and Kaiju. Um, he wrote a book on Edgy Tsuburaya. He knows his shit. He did commentaries for Gamera and Gamera vs. Burgon for the Shout Factory DVDs. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, and his comment on there was like, if you want to know what's wrong with the American Godzilla community, just read all these comments. Because I, I, and I'm not going to lie, uh, we've had this conversation on Underwater Kaiju the Godzilla fan base uh, is just as toxic as every other fan base. <laughs> but we also just have a lot of stupid fucking posts where people are like, do you think this dinosaur is Kaiju? And it's like, no, it's a fucking dinosaur. Like, Kaiju means strange beast. What is, the, how is this a strange beast? It's a fucking T-Rex. Take your Jurassic Park ass out of here. <laughs> um bravo sir yeah and i can i could go in a whole i maybe one day we'll do an episode on underwater kaiju where i just bitch for an hour about everything i hate in the community do it um, be fun. Oh, i'd love that okay so we i'm going to tell you what because he broke this down into different parts and i'm gonna say it and uh we will go into why that whether we agree or not and uh how we would respond. So first of all, he says, there's no story. It looks as if it's being written as it goes along. Okay. Okay. Uh, can I, I have, yes. I have a, okay. Go ahead. So I absolutely hate the complaint. There's no story. That is impossible. It is impossible to have a movie with no story. Whether you like the story or not, doesn't matter. But it, there's a story. If there was no story, how would you have a movie? There has to be a story. Every book, every movie, every TV show has a story where the story is slow, good, paced well, edited well, whatever is besides the point. But you cannot have a movie without a story. That's such a stupid, empty complaint. Yeah. Um, I want to address it by saying as movie watchers, we need to kind of curb our expectations. And I've used this analogy multiple times, and I'm going to use it again right now. 
when you go to see a Godzilla movie, there are certain things that you are looking for. You're not looking for an amazing script or a, an ultra compelling storyline. And the analogy I use is I am a Friday the 13th fan. I love every single Friday the 13th. Do you know what I don't go to see a Friday the 13th movie for? For a deep, enriching storyline with complex plots and, um, you know, twists and turns. No. I go to see a Friday the 13th movie because I want to see a hockey mask killer just decimate a bunch of good-looking white people. That's it. That's what I go to those movies for. So if you're not curbing your expectations, I mean, first of all, if you're walking into Godzilla expecting to see The Godfather or Citizen Kane, you're already not very bright. And I already don't value your opinion very much. But if you go into a Godzilla film and you don't have to be a lifelong Godzilla fan. Understand that it is a monster movie. We care about the monster. We care about the action. And we care about the ultimate death or success of that monster at the end. That's why we watch a monster movie. And so anybody... And so many people have made this complaint about the lack of a story. And then I'll tell them the exact thing that I just said, and they'll rebut back to me. Well, why should I have to expect no story just because I'm going to see a kaiju movie? I should expect a good story in every film that I watch. And this is coming from horror movie podcasters. Are you joking? Do, do we go see slashers for that reason? Hell no. Yeah. Please, I love Terrifier, but please explain to me how that story is some fucking epic complex fucking <laughs> thing. It's not. And first of all, I want to point out that um, how does this movie not have a story again? You have a family broken apart by the events that happened in the first movie by by a monster literally coming and destroying a fucking city. This family is torn apart. The father goes into alcoholism over the death of his son. The mother takes the daughter and continues to work on ways to control said fucking monsters uh, uh, with the government. Then betrays that fucking government organization with a fucking radical um, uh, eco-terrorist, basically. Um... They then set off to fucking awaken the monsters so that the monsters can destroy the planet and reset the balance. And we now not only have family drama and, a, a, you know, the military and the government and all that, but there is a fucking great story in here. Like, how is this story any fucking uh, worse than uh, one of the Godzilla movies that's held in the highest regards, Invasion of Astro Monster? Invasion of Astro Monster is literally um, aliens. We find aliens uh, because, you know, we sent a rocket to look at a planet that kind of showed up between two planets. Found out there's aliens. Uh, the aliens need our help to deal with Monster Zero, a.k.a. Ghidorah. And we held them out only to be, oh, no, they actually took control of uh, Godzilla and Rodan and they need to fucking beat us because they need water. How is that story fucking much deeper than this story? <laughs> and that's literally a top 10 Godzilla film and almost every fucking top 10 list out there. Mm -hmm. So get the fuck out of here with this whole fucking, there's no story. I just broke down the fucking story for you. It's clearly there. 
You just don't like it because you want to fucking want the monster to have a story. The monsters don't get a goddamn story. In fact, if you want the monsters to get a story, this movie is probably the one of the best examples. This is the fucking GMK of American Godzilla films because it gave you a mythology much like GMK did for the uninitiated. That's Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, all monsters attack. Or, I'm sorry, all out monsters attack? Is that yeah. right? Okay, all yes. out monsters. Yeah. Uh, but in the fandom, we just call it GMK. Um, it does the same shit. It has a mythology behind the monsters. And we learn that through the fucking human characters, just like we learn the mythology of these monsters with the human characters. So it's complete bullshit for you to say this movie has no fucking story. I don't know what epic fucking story you wanted, but this is a fucking great story that not only pushes forward with the mythology for the monsters, but pushes forward with a human and government characters like, I, I I don't yes it's not it's not Shin Godzilla, which I would say is probably one of the best like story driven Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. But that's only if you're okay with watching a government procedure movie. Yeah. So by the way, the guy who wrote this doesn't like Shin Godzilla for the record. <laughs> so okay, does anyone else uh, Ramman? Do you have anything to say to the no story thing? Uh, no, you pretty much nailed it. I don't. People wanted maybe like. They're so used to again, like Endgame, but this this is not the kind of film that requires that kind of story. You know, we had enough to keep things moving, and that's all we needed. We don't need this convoluted story of, uh, you know, politics and social woes and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, point two he makes is the silly, inappropriate jokes that insult intelligence. Why do you have to make the audience feel insulted? Are we that daft and obnoxious? Now, I don't know what jokes he's making, but I'm assuming he's talking about the jokes uh, made by, fuck, what was his name? Um, the dad. Middleditch? No, not not the dad, not Mark. Um, uh, uh, fucking uh, Dr. Stanton. Rising guy? Uh, yeah, Bradley Whitford, Dr. Stanton. Oh, I'm assuming that he's talking about him. And I thought he meant Sam. What? I was thinking he meant Sam because Sam was the I, I felt like Sam was the one who was supposed to be the comic relief. Which one's Sam? The, the oh. one that, that the dad was always talking. Yes. To, Tom, Thomas uh, Middleditch. Yeah, I think. But I think Sam was the more of like the punching bag as to where. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. Stanton, Dr. Stanton was the one actually making inappropriate jokes. Okay, I can see it. And so I'm assuming that's what he's talking about, but I will go back to what I said earlier. They used the Marvel comic formula for this movie. It worked. This movie not only is the is is a great love letter to Godzilla fans and fans of the series with tons of Easter eggs for um Godzilla fans but it's also to me if I wasn't a Godzilla fan this movie is following that Marvel comic book uh beat that it would be fucking wonderful for me also the only way I could see you not liking this movie is if a you have some weird uh stuck up view of Godzilla which 
I don't know. I'm guessing your favorite Godzilla movie is either 1985 or Biollante. Those are like those are probably your two favorite Godzilla movies. But for everyone else who you know loves sitting down and watching King Kong versus Godzilla, everything I wanted. But this also movie is wide enough that it is a entertaining movie for non-Godzilla fans. Unless you hate superhero movies. If you hate superhero movies, you're not going to like this movie because I don't know, you don't like fun. You're <laughs> you're you're very upset and I don't know why. Maybe you should have jacked off before you went to the theater so you would like have endorphins going. I don't know. Well, um, I I've said the same thing about horror movie fans, and honestly, it, it it carries over any genre, action, comedy, whatever the case may be. But it's like there's two different kind of movie viewers. There are the kind of people that watch a movie and challenge the movie. If it's a horror movie, they challenge it to scare them. They'll sit there with their arms crossed with an angry look on their face like, eh, you know, you got to scare me for me to think that this is a good horror movie. And then there are the people that give themselves up to a film that – you know, if it's a horror movie, they try to put themselves in uh, one of the characters' places. You know, what would I do? Blah, blah, blah. If it's an action movie, they just turn their brain off and enjoy the ridiculous action on the screen. And I feel like the guy who wrote this review is one of the column A type of viewers where he 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 needs a movie to impress him. He can't just sit there and enjoy it for what it is. If it doesn't impress him, it's garbage and you know, it's a terrible yeah. way to watch movies, but whatever. If so you I ever, I was going to say, if you sorry. ever want to see Jay school the shit out of someone, let someone be like, oh, this movie didn't scare me, so it sucks. Jay will fucking rip them apart with that <laughs> argument. It's fucking hilarious. I actually made a YouTube video on it. <laughs> he did, but I've seen him do it in comments, and he just fucking annihilates them. It's great. Um, and then on your second point, uh, Kenneth and I talk about that all the time where we put ourselves into the movie, into the situation s- to give us a better understanding and enjoyment of the movie. It's very important to fucking do that. Don't be douchebag A or J will fuck you up. Be <laughs> cool guy B who puts yeah. himself in the movie. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Jay. So I was just going to say that it's to enjoy a movie, your standards need to reflect the movie you're going to watch. I watch something like Hereditary, where I know it's way more psychological. I expect good acting, a good story, and then some good visuals sprinkled throughout to keep me interested. If it doesn't have those, then I'm going to judge it as such. If I go see John Wick, I want to watch Keanu Reeves shoot people in the head for an hour and a half. That's it. <laughs> that That's my standard for, for that. Um, so it just you've got to have the right mindset for the type of movie you're going to watch. A comedy should make you laugh. A horror movie doesn't have to scare you, especially if you're a fucking logical thinking adult. Things like ghosts and people in hockey masks aren't real things that we as people have to worry about. So they're not going to scare you. There are other things within each subgenre that should be the thing that's entertaining you. Um, and it just it just baffles my mind that every person thinks every movie should be this masterpiece with Oscar award-winning acting. I see people in my movie groups, the general ones, not just the horror ones, where they're like tearing apart kids' movies. And I'm like, you're not the target audience. My eight-year-old niece is the target audience, and she thinks fart jokes are fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, 
How are you watching something and just going like, yep, you know, wasn't good enough for me. I just, I just don't get it. Another big problem that I have with people judging these types of movies is that, um, I completely forgot my point. Carry on. Sweet. Ram man. Do you have anything to add? Yeah. Uh, to add on to what Jay was saying, you know, you got to know what you're watching again. Like, Adults judging kid movies is ridiculous. That's why I never do it on my own page because, you know, they, it, it doesn't translate what they find funny and what we find funny is two completely different things. And for a film like this, you have to know that you're going in for over the top action. And that's, you know, that's pretty much it. That's all you want to see, those kind of things. If you're expecting hereditary out of Godzilla, you're an idiot to begin with, you know, like what, what, would drive you to think that, especially if you're a supposed Godzilla fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't get it. Okay. Uh, the next thing um, is he says the dark nighttime battles that cut away to the humans. Every time a fight breaks out with the monsters seemingly always raining. I'm so sick of these big old fashioned Hollywood films, not having day battles parentheses, Kong Skull Island had good lighting in parentheses. Uh, Okay, one, the reason that there were no day battles is because the monsters affected the weather. weather. They affected the (laughs) fucking elements. It was a part of the goddamn story. And first of all, night battles can be great. I love the battles in this movie, but uh, you're going to tell me that the night battle in Pacific Rim was bad? Get the fuck out. It was raining and at night, and it was fucking awesome awesome it was way better than for instance the uh man of steel fight scene Mm. between superman and zod and that was in fucking clear daylight so i i don't understand and the cutting to the humans every time they cut to the humans it was because something was falling towards the humans as a direct result of the fucking monster fights and it still showed it was so that was so genius too because the editing followed both it followed the monster action to the human keeping the monster action in the background watch the human actions then right back to the monster it's just yeah uh, and i don't think these people realize that um these are not wrestlers they don't have like limbs that can do great fighting Ghidorah has no arms godzilla has tiny useless arms I don't know how much fighting you really expect them to. There's a reason why War of the Gargantuas is considered the a, the best uh, kaiju fight movie because they're both fucking humanoids. They can do those fights, but you can't get those fights in a Godzilla versus Ghidorah or Rodan versus Mothra. It's just not there. They have to cut to city destruction and humans having to deal with that. Because if not, trust me, come watch some of the Ultraman fights that we have to watch. You'll find out real quick that these fights can get real fucking boring <laughs> when they go on longer than. F- There's a reason why Ultraman can only last for five minutes, and it's not the same reason that I last for five minutes. Okay, so it just it, it, to me like this argument. I I understand that the argument is a. Why are they hiding everything in darkness? I don't think they were hiding anything in darkness. I think they were going for a certain specific atmosphere of yeah. the world fucking ending. That was yeah, the point. Was it was hidden. 
Yeah, it was story driven. They weren't trying to hide anything. You can yeah. see everything perfectly. There is no obstruction. The lighting is fine. It's such a uh, I don't yeah. I don't get it. I think these guys are the same people that would complain if they actually did have these fights during the day and the CGI maybe wasn't absolutely perfect. These are the same people that would complain, oh, the CGI looked terrible because they were fighting in broad daylight. It's like these people just want something to complain about. So, you know, oh, by the way, the CGI in this movie is fucking fantastic. It's goddamn. It really is. It looked better than the CGI in, in in game. Some of it, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. It looked way better than the CGI in every DC movie. Yes. Oh, easily. <laughs> yeah, that's not hard to do, though. My fucking PS4, my fucking PS3 looks better than the CGI in fucking Justice League. <laughs> Justice League had horrible CGI. Uh, but yeah, I, so like to me, this is not a real argument. I just don't, I, I, once again, I had to go back to, you didn't like the story, and I'm and I'm starting to wonder... Did you watch this movie? Like, did you watch someone's handicam version of it that had shitty audio? Is that what you watched? <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, does anyone have anything they want to add to that? Um, this movie had at least four or five holy shit moments for me. Oh, I, yes. I mean, there there were some moments, and I don't want to get too spoilery, but goddamn, that scene right at the end when uh, Ghidorah uh, releases that giant charge and takes out all the planes around him. Holy oh. shit. I, I leaped out of my seat, literally. I loved that so much. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, have we been spoiling things or not? I don't feel like we've spoiled really anything. This has been spoiler-free for the most part. No, it's been spoiler-free. Wow. I normally cannot do a spoiler-free podcast. That's amazing. Um <laughs> Okay, now this next one is the one that pissed me off more than anything. Because this makes him just sound like some asshole who think who thinks that they could do better if they were given the same stuff and you can't. So shut the fuck up. Uh there's a difference when you critique something and you point out the bad in it, like I did with Game of Thrones season eight, but still give a lot of credit to what they did good. But this right here really pissed me off. Here we go. Bad director. Just because he's a fan doesn't mean it will be a good movie. The director of Biollante wasn't a fan. Oh, fuck. Who said this guy was a fan of Godzilla vs. Biollante? <laughs> Me. I forgot that he said this, so I subconsciously knew to call him that. But uh, And then he also said, neither was Honda. Of course Honda wasn't a fan. He created it. He then had his life fucking ran by it. Uh, but Honda was a fan later on in life when he finally got to stop doing it and got to go fucking work with Akira Kurosawa, who was like his best friend for the rest of his fucking life. He got burnt out on Godzilla, but fucking where do you get that? He wasn't a fan of the movies. He, he, he loved the original Godzilla. Um, so I don't know where he got these facts. Uh, he goes on to say, it looks like he was being told what to do then deciding which shot to leave in. What? What? Are you fucking talking about? Like, where did you get any of this information? Where do you like why is he a bad director? Why did you then throw away any argument for him being a bad director except for saying he it looks like he was being told what to do and then deciding which shot to leave in? 
Uh, so are you saying the producers of the in the studio uh, told him what to do and then he just got to pick the shot? Well, that probably did happen at some point because that's a fucking Hollywood movie. <laughs> I don't, like, what the fuck are you talking about? But this just pissed me off because this just sounded like some fucking spoiled brat who thinks they can do better when they can't. How are you... Co- what in this movie was bad direction? There, there wasn't any. There's, like, I am absolutely... So, I am of the mind that a movie is both objective and subjective at the same time. There are ways to objectively look at a movie's uh, technological aspects, which include writing and direction, and still enjoy it if it's bad, and vice versa. To like a bit... To, to uh, not like a good movie... Um, I love Ben Affleck's Daredevil. It's a terrible fucking movie. But I love it. This, objectively, is does not have bad direction. There's nothing you can point to from a technical aspect away from personal choices that will show me that this movie was directed badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his last point really makes me want to uh, just rage. What's with the Save the Earth theme? What is this? Godzilla versus Hedorah or Godzilla versus Mothra in 1992? This film seems like a late Heisei Godzilla film or is it a family drama? I thought it was about Godzilla. So now you're saying that the now you're saying that the story is bad because it happens to deal with the earth being destroyed like Hedorah or Mothra 92 had. So now like now are you saying that those like why are you bringing that up? Like, like, so it's not that the movie didn't have a story. It's that you didn't like that story. Yeah, easily. He's just, I mean, some people, when they rage about a topic online, they don't think about the words that they're using. They think they're being subjective, but they're using words that imply objectivity. So, you know, this guy just needs to choose his words a little bit more. Uh, a little bit better, you know. Yeah, because he sounds like an idiot. He's contradicting himself. Exactly. Yeah, it's not that it doesn't have a story. It's like Jerry says he didn't like the story, and that's valid. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion. If you don't like the story, give us a valid reason or two why, and we won't call you a moron. But yeah, as of right now, you're a moron. Yeah, he clearly points out he doesn't like the family drama. Oh, I thought it was about Godzilla. So do you want a Godzilla movie with no humans in it? No dialogue? Just impossible. I, it just sounds fucking dumb to me. Uh, and you didn't like the, the fucking Earth needing to be saved thing. But a lot of Godzilla movies have to deal with... It. Invasion of Astro Monster deals with the Earth needing to be saved. Yes, it's not dealing with... It. In this one, it's more about the balance of what the humans have done to the Earth... But if you don't like that, let me ask you a question. Do you not like the original 1954 version, which is about us using nuclear bombs and hurting the Earth and ourselves? And being literally this movie takes cues from the original 1954 Godzilla movie. I, since we're kind of spoiler free, I won't get into what they specifically are. Uh, maybe we'll have a little spoiler section at the very end. But come the fuck on. This movie... The whole save the earth thing is very much a Godzilla trope. There's a goddamn PlayStation 2 game called Godzilla Save the Earth. 
Made by Japan. I don't understand how you don't... Like, what? This movie feels like a Heisei film. No, it doesn't feel like a Heisei film. Because you know what? There was no fucking psychic that was trying to fucking contact Godzilla. Just because it had references that you could be deemed Heisei. Which to me, I, I think I can prove that most of those Heisei references I think he's thinking about. Uh, besides the a big one with Godzilla later on, I can point to the 1954 Gojira and say they got it from there. Uh, this uh, last thing I want to read to y'all uh, is how he ended this just to show you how much of an idiot he is. He says, You see, you have another G98. The difference now is that the characters Godzilla, Rodan, Ghidorah, and Mothra have neat designs and are respected. You also got themes and reference. Is that all? Since that has been accomplished and nothing else matters? No good writing? Dialogue? Directing? Bull, it's 2019. We got all this technology and, air quotes, talent. So why can't anything be made good? There has been plenty of kaiju films with a good blend of writing and plot. So why are we cutting corners here and now? It seems to me that the studio knew they had a stinker. So they reached out to fans to make them believe it was for them. Pushed PR hardcore overhyped them so much so that they could get people to watch the film as many times as their budget could allow. To me, that's sick. A way to take advantage of the fandom and rape it into a money-making franchise again. Just my thoughts and what bothers me. I respectfully understand if you don't agree. We need to be critical about these films. Golden standards were set way before this error. Without standards, we just have, we just have accepted shallow garbage. I, this guy needs he needs a hug i think i don't know yeah really <laughs> just i i i can't fathom the mentality that makes that statement i mean and he can and he calls himself a godzilla fan too which is just astonishing i i, I don't get it yeah i i just don't i don't understand i i i'm like are you just hating it because it's american like is that what this is? Did you hate Shin Godzilla because they didn't use a suit actor and it was CGI? What like is that what it is? You're you won't accept anything that that's not traditional Toho Godzilla cuz I hate to tell you this. I don't know how long the suit acting is going to keep going. I just don't. Not in that day and age where CGI is is reigning king. I'm sorry. I hate it with you also. But that doesn't mean I'm going to shit on, you know, this new American Godzilla because of it. The movie was fantastic. It has a great storyline, amazing monster designs, and great, great kaiju fights. It is absolutely a wonderful, wonderful adventure to sit through. And it has Easter eggs for tons of uh, of. Godzilla fans. It even has non-Godzilla uh, Easter eggs. Did anyone else notice uh, the base that uh, in Antarctica where uh, Ghidorah was kept is the same number as the base in John Carpenter's The Thing? Yes, nope. sir. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, like, there's tons of fucking stuff in here between music cues and um, specific things straight from the franchise. And I... Because we all love this movie so much, I wanted us to take a moment 
Uh, well, he was actually a good chunk of this podcast. But to address these complaints and why they're fucking wrong and maybe, maybe change someone's opinion on it or have them relook at not only this movie, but maybe how they're watching movies. Because we see this a lot in horror groups and podcasts. It's okay to not like something. Um, it's okay to to explain why you don't like it. Don't be a dick about it. I don't like The Witch, and every most people like that movie. But I can explain why I don't like it without being a fucking dick and attacking I, the director or the scriptwriter or any of that. This person who represents what we see in a lot of these fucking uh, groups, they think they're a critic, but they actually don't know how to criticize. They just know how to talk shit. And that's all he's doing is talking shit. Yep. So with that being said, uh, I guess we're going to go around uh, and give kind of uh, our last words on it uh, before we let this go. Because I think I'm going to release it as a spoiler-free thing. I guess I might put minor spoilers, but we really didn't spoil anything from the fucking story. So uh, with that being said, all I've got to say is, this movie is a great movie to see. It's If you haven't went and seen it, it is really one to watch in theaters. It is big and wonderful. It does justice to Godzilla. And even if you're not a Godzilla fan, I think you will enjoy this movie if you like uh, Marvel comic movies. So, as a lifelong Godzilla fan, two thumbs way up. I give this a 9 out of 10. Keep in mind, I've only seen it once, so I can I go up see it again tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I, I've thought about it. I just got to decide if it's too hot or not to walk to the theater. Uh, <laughs> but uh, two thumbs way up. I give this a nine out of ten. And I don't really rate movies, but I want to like show y'all how much I really do like this movie as a Godzilla fan. So nine out of ten for me. Uh, Jay, any last words? Yeah. So um, we're talking a whole about about absurd absurd complaints. The only complaint, really, that I can think of um, that would actually hold any water with me is that the human story is slightly generic. There's nothing that we haven't seen in general before. doesn't take away from it. It's still entertaining as hell. The action is fantastic. The acting is fine. The writing is fine. So that's, like, if I saw a complaint like that, I'd be okay with it. I would understand. Um, But instead, people are just being absolutely absurd in my opinion uh i would also give it a nine out of ten is all right goddamn everything i wanted out of a godzilla movie dope venom um i actually did get a chance to see this twice um i saw it in imax once and then i saw it in a dolby theater the second time it's amazing in both experiences i would basically just recommend if you're gonna see it in theaters go with what you're more into. Are you more into the visuals? Do you want the bigger screen? Then yeah, go IMAX. I myself am more into crystal clear audio. I'm an audio, um, I have a degree in audio production. Um, Wait, why am I producing Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space? (laughs) If you've got a degree in production, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Because I podcast too much. God damn it. <laughs> I saw but, it yeah. in Dolby and I fucking loved it. Yeah. Uh, I saw so- it in RPX, which is like not IMAX, but it's still fucking better than normal. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed it more in Dolby. I mean, the, the subwoofers underneath the sea just made every single step Godzilla took oh, that much yes. more impressive. I loved it. But it was amazing in IMAX as well. So like I said, yes, you have to see it in theaters, but just go for, you know, whatever uh, you know, thing you prefer, audio or video. Yeah. Um, I did hear also that it, the movie is brighter in 3D. Ooh, that I haven't seen. But yeah. Well, I haven't either, make but up for the darkness um, of the glass. James Rolfe from Cinemasker said that it was it's brighter if you see it in 3D. Okay, well that might be my third viewing then. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, I'm also going to come in with a nine out of ten, and I am incredibly confident that with more rewatches, that's probably going to come up. Fair enough. All right, uh, fucking the Ram Man, give us your last take. Yeah, so like you guys, I'd give it a 9 out of 10 for sure. And um, as far as comparing it to Marvel films, I'll even add this. I took my, I've seen it twice already, and I took my nephew the second time to watch it, and he hates superhero films, absolutely hates them. But, you know, I brought him along just, just for the experience, and he loved it. He loved it. He said it's better than any Marvel film, any DC and, uh, you know, all he ha- I asked him, like, why? What, what's so good about this in comparison to superhero films? All he had to tell me was because Godzilla is king. <laughs> God <laughs> damn right. So, you know, uh, that should tell you everything you need to know. We've initiated another. <laughs> exactly. Yes, bring them into the fold. Okay, uh, with that being said, uh, I really quickly, I'm going to do, do kind of uh, the last minute. Uh, you can find us all at blah, blah, blah. So, uh, Jay, you can obviously find uh, at Kill the Cast, which is what this is on, so you already know that. Same for me. Venom, you can also find uh, with me on Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. But you can also uh, check him out on many different podcasts, uh, some of them being No More Room in Hell. Uh, if you like watching uh, movies in theaters, then definitely check out the No More Room in Hell sideshow, Fresh Cuts, because they are really good about hitting those big movies uh, when they come out and getting them out right away. In fact, I'm pretty sure if they were doing Godzilla, they would probably already have an episode out on it. They're that <laughs> fucking fast. Yeah, so, we recorded the Ma episode tonight. Yeah, Ma. I, I figured y'all did Ma instead of Godzilla, um, uh, which I've heard great things about. So yes. uh, I probably won't see it in theaters, but I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, and he's got tons of other stuff, Theme Warriors. Uh, what else are you doing nowadays? Is the other podcast, is that happening or not? Uh, we still haven't recorded, but it's still absolutely happening. That's terror in the aisles, uh, with Ricky Morgan and Jamie Sammons. Awesome. Awesome. So, and like I said, he does much more. Listen to an episode of underwater Kaiju from outer space and you will hear all about those. I'm not going to spend an hour doing that though. Uh, and then of course we have the Ram man who you can find on Facebook, uh, under the Ram man reviews. Uh, which is fantastic. He not only covers movies, but he has covered action figures. He's covered music from everything from fucking death metal to fucking hip hop. It's wonderful. Uh, Ram Man, do you have, I will let, I know everyone else's stuff way more. Do you have anything else you want to add on to yours? Oh, that was pretty good. You pretty much covered everything. But if you also want to follow me, I'm on Instagram now. It's a Ram Man 91. Yeah, he has a lot of pictures with his shirt off. So, yeah, for all the ladies and gentlemen out there, yeah. Watson, I'm talking to you. We are talking <laughs> to you, Watson. Um, 
So yes, uh, so thank you for joining us for this like real quick uh, spoiler-free review. I'm proud of myself. I didn't think I could do a spoiler-free uh, review. So fuck yes. Um, so we will see you next time. Uh, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. New episode is coming on Godzilla vs. Biollante, which is kind of funny. Uh, now that after doing this episode, it's really funny to me. Uh, and then of course, kill the cast just dropped uh, horror Coliseum, the insanity of Sam Neill, uh, in the mouth of madness versus event horizon. So check that shit out and we will see you next time, uh, in some weird place on the internet later. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.